My name is Fitz, and I'm the CEO of the Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly builder's call. This call is designed to help you move beyond personal sales and into building a business in the insurance industry. On one end of the income spectrum, we've helped a ton of agents make an additional $50,000 a year in override income on top of their sales income. And on the other end of the spectrum, we've helped a number of leaders make in excess of $1 million annually through the development of the override income into a business. And now, on to today's lesson. If you're new to the call, uh, the training, when I'm doing uh, training on the builder's call, I said it earlier, but training on the builder's call is all about um, building. Uh, it's what we're focused on. It's, uh, it's, it's the big focus of this call. It's why I separate the two calls uh, from a builder's call and, and then the TFG hotspot because not everybody wants to build and not everybody wants to learn about it. And that's fine. Uh, but uh, we have specific training we do on Mondays. Now, where I come up with this training, I, it, of course, I developed it over the years. It's from my experiences. Um, and really, uh, what, uh, what a lot of times what ends up happening is I have conversations, coaching conversations, one-on-one conversations with many of you, and I start hearing themes. And it's interesting, every week, there's like a theme uh, of what came out of that week. And from that theme, uh, oftentimes, I decide on what to train on Monday. Because if I've got five or six people that are all talking about the same thing, uh, then uh, what I'm oftentimes finding is there's more than that that needs to hear about it. It's just the five or six that are talking about it. Uh, and so there's, there's usually more than that needs to hear. Seven ancient secrets to managing productive people. That is today's topic. <laughs> Seven ancient secrets to managing productive people. It uh, comes from the book, The Way of the Shepherd. Uh, see the subtitle there, Seven Ancient Secrets to Managing Productive People? I stole this training. <laughs> this is not original content from Fitz. I don't know anybody that really has original content anymore, it seems like. Uh, I certainly uh, am rare with my original thoughts. Uh, usually it's from, uh, from books that I've read or speakers that I've heard and, and, and stuff that comes from that. The Way of the Shepherd was written by Kevin Lehman. Uh, it is a fantastic book. It's a book that I recommend everybody read. Uh, on a regular basis. This is one of these books that I will pick up and read once a year. It's a really easy book to read. Um, it's, it's really simple. If you want to see other books by Kevin Lehman, he's written books about marriage. He's written books about um, uh, raising children. Uh, he is a, a very entertaining speaker, a very great, I think a great author. This book is a story. Uh, it's a story of a professor and a student, and the professor has sheep uh, and, uh, and there's lessons from that. Now, uh, I would say Kevin Lehman is, uh, all of his books are about leadership. Raising children uh, is about leadership, and uh, raising insurance agents is about leadership. Managing productive people is leadership. Uh, and so this book is one of the simplest uh, leadership books I've read, and, um, and, and it's really good. So my uh, hope today is not to give you a book report, uh, I'm not trying to give you an excuse to not read the book. Uh, I'm, this is not Fitz, Fitz Notes, <laughs> the Fitz Notes version of his book. What I'm going to do is highlight the book and um, give some of my commentary on it, uh, reading his book and then my experience. Uh, and what I hope you do is you go and read it. And if you haven't, a lot of you guys have read it recently um, <laughs> uh, or you've read it before. I would say read it again if you haven't read it recently. If you've never picked it up, it's an easy book to pick up on Amazon, uh, the, the Way of the Shepherd. 
uh, or wherever you may purchase your books. It's also, I believe, on Audible if you listen to your books while you're driving around uh, and don't read. That's fine. Uh, it's still a great book. So let's jump right into it. The, uh, the seven ancient secrets to managing productive people. Number one, know the condition of your flock. Know the condition of your flock. Actually, uh, I just remind, remembered I, I printed something off about this and I needed to uh, go get it. Y'all hold on one second. And I'm back. All right. <laughs> ah, print stuff off and forget to grab it. Now I got it. We're all good. Know the condition of your flock. Number one. So follow the status of your people as well as the status of their work. Follow the status of your people as well as the status of their work. Know their condition, where they are right now, what's happening in their world, what's happening in their life. Uh, get to know your flock, one sheep at a time. Uh, shepherds know their sheep individually. And I think when you're not a shepherd, uh, <laughs> those aren't your sheep, they all look the same, right? Um, it's, it, they, they say that about cultures. All us white people look the same. You go to Asia, everybody looks the same. It, it's, not, it's not actually true. It's just what you're familiar with. Uh, right? And so it's the same with leadership. All of your people are different. <laughs> if you have more than one kid, you know that your kids are all different. They're, they're, uh, they, any, any parent ever heard, well, that's not fair. You don't know. You, 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 you're, oh, I treat my kids fairly. I do not treat them equally because they're all different and they have to be treated differently. Engage your people on a regular basis. Engage your people on a regular basis. It, engaging your people can be as simple as shooting them a text, uh, sometimes a phone call. Hey, how about sometimes you send them a postcard or a handwritten note? Uh, little stuff like that goes a long way, but engage them. There's, you, you cannot know the condition of the people following you. Now, this is sheep, and, it's, and, 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 and I, you know, some people get offended at being called a sheep, but sheep follow a, a shepherd. Well, your people are following you. Engage your people on a regular basis. That's the only way you're going to end up knowing them. Um, a big mistake I see in this business is when people hire agents and then just expect them to figure it out. Like, well, you just need to go to this site and get the training. You know, hey, go watch this video on how to do a phone script. Um, I, I know that people that, that uh, we're hiring, uh, when, when their training is getting scheduled out, Bruno puts them on my calendar for sales training. I talk to them about sales training. Why? Well, because I've been in sales my whole life. I haven't been in the field here in almost 16 years. It doesn't mean I don't know how to sell, um, right? And so I like engaging with them and finding out how I can help. Uh, I, I, we do a lot. We have a lot of training videos. We use, um, I don't know what that was. Uh, we have a lot of training videos and we use a lot of the, the tools and the technology but you've got to engage with your people on a regular basis, not just sit back and send them links, right? Keep your eyes and ears open, question and follow through. It, 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 I was told years ago that um, uh, as a leader that you need to trust your gut, trust your gut. Uh, meaning when, uh, uh, when, when something seems off in your senses, your spidey senses are saying, Hey, something is off. When, when that happens, um, you need to trust it and ask about it. Um, I think that's a big deal. 
Let me see here. I'm going to uh, stop a couple of videos because I'm my ADD is kicking in hard. <laughs> I just watched the videos instead. Uh, so keep your eyes and ears open, question and follow through. That's the first ancient secret to managing productive people is know the condition of your flock. Know where they're at. Know um, what's going on. Uh, maybe it's not business related at all. Maybe it's something personal. One of the things that Heather and I have discovered over the years of building people is that a lot of times somebody not having a productive week, maybe they didn't make as many sales as they want to make. Oftentimes it has nothing to do with their phone script or in-home presentation or product knowledge. A lot of times it has nothing to do with that. Most of the time it has to do with some other dysfunction going on in their life. You hear dysfunction and you think, well, that's, you know, I, maybe I need to go to a therapist about it. Maybe you do, but everybody has some level of dysfunction. Um, and it, oftentimes it's that dysfunction that bleeds over into your business and keeps you from seeing the results that you're wanting to see. That's, that's why we believe in developing the whole person, not just teaching them a phone script. That's why you need to know the condition of your flock so you can figure out how to best serve them and help them grow. Number two, second ancient secret. Discover the shape of your sheep. Your choice of sheep can make flock management easier or harder. Now, in the book, he's talking about actually building um, the the um, building the flock and you know, going to the market and or going to wherever they buy sheep, but going there and and, and buying sheep and and making them part of your flock. What you choose the wrong sheep, and you may choose a real problem. Your choice of sheep can make flock management easier or harder. Here, here's something I often hear from new builders, people who are, who, who've, they're, they're, they're working now in their cold market. They're done talking to friends and family and neighbors and coworkers and all that sort of stuff. And now they're starting to run ads. They're talking to people coming in off of Craigslist or ZipRecruiter or whatever, wherever you may be recruiting. Oftentimes I will hear that person lobbying for the wrong person. The new builder is lobbying for the wrong person coming on board. You know, if somebody comes on board with us or you're wanting to bring them on board and they have a history of leaving debt at insurance companies, that's probably not the person you want to add to your team. I know they sound great when you're talking to them. As a, as a young builder myself in my early 20s, it seemed like everybody I talked to, according to them, was the greatest salesman in the world. <laughs> and they came on board and I realized they lied. <laughs> and I had to teach them everything. <laughs> Well, one of the things that we have in our business and in our industry is called Vector One. It's a company called Vector One. If you owe an insurance company money, that gets reported. Most, most companies subscribe to this service. That gets reported to Vector One. So now when you go to a new company and you're trying to get started with them, they check with Vector One and see if you've got debt somewhere else. And if you do, that new company won't appoint you. They won't let you get started. So I've had people come on board with me and they go, well, this guy, he's, he's a good guy. He's just kind of got behind on his taxes and he's got a tax lien. Listen, I hear what you're saying, but most of the problems I deal with on a daily basis in my agency are problems that were there before the person came on board with us. Right? I mean, some people come on board and expect to be out of debt overnight. Listen, I didn't create your debt. I can't get you out of debt overnight. We can help you make money and we can build that up. And over time, systematically, we will get you there, but it's not going to happen immediately. The problems you brought here are still with you. We didn't create them, <laughs> right? So as you are hiring, don't just hire everybody. If that person 
I can't tell you how many times uh, I've been on an interview and, and, and I've thought this cannot, this, I don't like this person. And this is an interview. It's not going to get better, <laughs> right? The first date is always the best it's ever going to be, <laughs> right? So your choice of sheep can make flock management easier or harder. I don't bring on people that I don't like. If I don't like, I, I, I can distinctly remember at least one conversation where I asked the guy, is this really, have you ever heard the phrase, put your best foot forward? Yes. Is this really your best foot? Is it, is it really? Because if it is, I don't want to see the next foot. I had one conversation. I distinctly remember the guy was like, no, it's not my best foot, man. I said, how about this? How about we just stop the interview right now? I'll call you back in about 30 seconds and we'll act like it never happened. And we'll start over all over again. You good with that? He said, yeah, great. <laughs> Did it. Did I hire him? Yeah, I did. It's Paul Roberts. No, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be funny if it was a cool story like that, but I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened with that guy, but I do remember the conversation because I just thought this is not going well for him. Start with healthy sheep or you'll inherit someone else's problems. It was right along with what I was just saying. Start with healthy sheep or you'll inherit someone else's problems. Know the shape of your sheep to make sure they're in the right fold. Shape is an acronym. It stands for strengths, heart, attitude, personality, and experiences. Strengths, heart, attitude, personality, and experiences. Know the shape of your sheep. One of the, one of the tricky things about leadership, you know, what we do here, we sell as much as we need. We, we hire people. We teach them how to do the basics of what we know how to do. But, but going to the next level with that person beyond teaching them how to feed themselves is, is leading them. And as you're leading somebody, it's important that you're understanding their strengths, that you understand their weaknesses. It goes along with the strengths. Understand their heart, understand their attitude, understand their personality, understand their experiences. The better you know those five things with a person, the better you can lead them. So the way I lead my children, my three children are all very similar and yet very different. I have to lead them differently. One's strengths is not another's strengths. Matter of fact, with my kids, I see it often that one of them has this strength and the other two, that's a weakness for them. I see that. Well, I, I, if, that's, if that's your weakness, I can't get you to use that to your advantage, can I? So leadership takes time to uncover and reveal in people what's inside of them so you can help best get them to where they're trying to go. It's not something as cold as running a spreadsheet and saying, well, here's what you need to do. No, no, it's not that way. I mean, some people, I mean, it, it gets into some people's strengths or they, maybe they're, they're a morning person. So they're going to work better in the morning. Some people work better at night. It, that, could, that could determine how you're going to recommend when they make their dials and when they run their appointments. Um, I don't know any two people who built this business the same way. And so, it, and it's because everybody has different strengths your motivation, your heart, your attitude, your personality, your experiences, they're all different. So discover the shape of your sheep, discover the shape of your team, the people that you're leading. Number three, ancient secret, help your sheep identify with you. Help your sheep identify with you. Build trust with your followers by modeling authenticity, integrity, and compassion. Build trust with your followers by modeling authenticity, integrity, and compassion. Um, one of the first things you can do to build trust is show up on time for the interview. Uh, that's, that's a big deal. If you say you're going to be somewhere at a certain time or you're going to call them at a certain time, call them at that time. That's, I mean, what, doing, what, doing what you say you're going to do is integrity. It's when your words and your actions line up. Yes is yes and no is no. That's integrity. 
but that's a big way of building trust is just simply showing up when you said you were going to show up, you know, going to a conference that you told them to go to. Right. I mean, that's a big deal. If I'm telling you, you need to go to, to spring forward, I should go to spring forward as your leader. Right. So one of my favorite uh, speakers is a pastor in Oklahoma named Craig Groeschel. Some of you guys have heard me talk about him. Many of you are, refer, are listening to his podcast. It's one of the best leadership podcasts I've heard. He signs off every one of his podcasts with, remember, people would always would rather follow someone who's always real than someone who's always right. People would rather follow someone who's always real than someone who's always right. Authenticity. Be you. Now, <laughs> some of us, pointing at me, need to be better versions of ourselves. But what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to become fits or try to be. I don't want you to try to be Andy. I don't want you to try to be somebody that you're not. I want you to be you, but we've got to improve who we are to get where we want to go. Who you need to be to get where you want to go, you're not there yet. So we got to constantly work on us, but don't lose you in the process. We're not trying to lose ourselves. We're trying to better ourselves. Compassion. Oh my goodness, compassion. Compassion, a lot of people confuse compassion with being nice. Compassion is not about being nice. I, 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 remember, uh, I remember distinctly coaches screaming at me with compassion <laughs> in, in, my, in my sports world. Uh, my kids all know that if they don't pay attention when they're crossing the road, they might get squashed like a bug. I've demonstrated that by squashing a bug and explaining that's what they're going to look like. Yesterday, we were at the lunch with some friends after church, and uh, Zachary wanted to go to the car and get something out of the car. In order to do that, he needed to walk across a parking lot. I said, pay attention, pay attention for cars, pay attention. And I watched him walk out and watched him walk back. Not once did he look for cars. He came back, and I pulled him aside, and I was very compassionate. And I said, I, I didn't notice you paying attention to cars. Can you demonstrate for me real quick how you're supposed to look for cars? And he looked left, and he looked right, and he looked left. <laughs> I said, right. That's, that's how you look for cars. You didn't do that. So now what happens is some idiot comes flying through the parking lot, and you're not paying attention because you're talking to your friend, and bam, you're going to get squashed like a bug. And now tomorrow we're at your funeral because your head is in pieces on the ground. Your brains are smeared. It's pretty graphic with a 10-year-old fits. Yes, I want him to understand. So my compassion is coming through so that he understands because for his own benefit, I don't want him to get squashed like a bug. That's compassion. And some people go, well, compassion is about being nice. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not what it's about at all. It's about letting people know what they need to know to get where they want to get. I mean, it, it, Nate, you can say it nice. Compassion is not about being nice. Don't get confused. Set high standards of performance. You need to set high standards of performance. That's helping your sheep identify with you. The way you set high standards of performance is you first live out those high standards of performance. I expect everybody on my team to do $20,000 a month. If you're not doing $20,000 a month, they're not going to do $20,000 a month. Relentlessly communicate your values and sense of mission. Again, how do you relentlessly communicate your values and sense of mission? By walking it out by doing what you want to be done. You remember the, remember the, the 80s commercials about drugs? Where'd you learn how to do this, son? I learned it by watching you, okay, dad? I learned it by watching you. Well, that's true. I mean, it's not a che just a cheesy commercial from the 80s. It's, that's, that's relentlessly communicating your values and sense of mission. People pick up on it. And it's what you talk about. 
what you think about is what you get. What you talk about is what other people will, will, will judge you by. And they're going to follow that or not. Define the cause for people and tell them where they fit in. What are we doing here exactly? We're not just making money. We're not, just, we're not just making sales and making money. What are we doing here really? Well, what we're doing here is we're protecting families. We're making sure that if something happens to them, that their loved ones aren't left behind with, without a house. We're making sure that they're provided for. Where, is that, where does that new person fit in? Help them define that. Remember that great leadership isn't just professional, it's personal. Great leadership isn't just professional, it's personal. Remember, I, I think it's Godfather. The, the line is, it's not personal, it's just business. Business is personal. It's personal to me. The Fitz Group is my family. And, and both literally and figuratively, it's my family. I mean, I, you guys are, are family and my family is my family. Like, th this, this is how I support my family is this company. And it, of course, it's personal. There's no way I can't say it's not. Number four, make your pasture a safe place. Make your pasture a safe place. Keep your people well informed. That's how you make it a safe place. Keep them well informed. Let them know about things. Let them know that there's a conference call coming up. Let them know about how, you, how IULs work. Keep them well informed. You don't want, I don't think there's um, an advantage to keeping people in the dark. Now, some people hear that and they go, well, I just, I just told my people the truth. You can, you can tell the truth in a positive way. I'm not saying uh, be harsh or critical uh, with, with your folks, but you do want to keep them well informed. Infuse every position with importance. I, I remember, I remember distinctly having agents say, I want to fire this agent. You know, managers say, I want to fire this agent. Why do you want to fire this agent? They ask me, how can I fire him? I go, well, he's a 1099 contractor. I don't, how do you fire any 1099 contractor? I don't really know. But why do you want to fire him? Well, he's running a bunch of production and doesn't use our leads, never comes to meetings. <laughs> he never, he works his own pending. He never calls us with problems on that. He's always taking care of all that. But, but we just, he doesn't come to a meeting. We just want to get rid of him. Well, don't fire him transfer them to me. <laughs> I'll take a thousand people like that. Well, if my people aren't going to come on board and write $50,000 a month, I don't even want them. Okay. So you just want to be those that only, only has the very, 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 very best producers. Well, there's only 1% of producers in the top 1%. <laughs> See how that math works? <laughs> if somebody only wants to write an app a month, I'm fired up. If they just write an app a year, I'll take a thousand just like that. Are there going to be superstars in there? Sure. But, but every position is important. You understand, I don't make the money that I make if people aren't making sales. And, 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 and so every sale is important to me. You're building a team. Every sale is important to you. Whether it's one sale or a thousand sales a month, it doesn't matter. They all add up. Never underestimate the accumulation of a little bit. Don't look down on a producer because they're not killing it in production. You know, I, I see so many of us, I'm guilty of this too. Somebody makes dials and they didn't book appointments. I go, why do you book any appointments? Rather than focusing on how great it was, they made dials. Cull chronic instigators from the flock. You got you to gotta, you gotta take the problems out. Take them out. Don't, don't let them stick around. Uh, we had uh, Lou Holtz come in. And, and spoke uh, at, a, at a conference one time. Uh, Bill Cowers, another one comes in. Any, any of these top coaches that you talk to, they, first they'll say, if you want a great team, you need good, you need good players. You need, you need great players. That's, no great team has ever happened because, with mediocre players. You know, no, no championship team happens with mediocre players. Uh, but uh, asking them the question, how long do you put up with attitude problems? They say, as long as performance stays. 
once performance drops, add it, they got to go. I mean, I'm happy to make money on somebody that I don't like. I'm happy to make money with somebody that I don't like. But if they're causing a problem with the team, they got to go. They just got to go. And have I seen it happen over, over 20 years? Yeah, it's happened. We got to call them out. A lot of times they, the instigators, you know, get rid of themselves a lot of times. <laughs> Regularly rotate the sheep to fresh pastures. Regularly rotate the sheep to fresh pastures. What does that mean? Keeping the vision fresh and new, I think, is, is important. Uh, actual sheep, you, you, can, you can overwork a pasture, and now it's dead, and then the sheep aren't going to be able to eat. you got to rotate them around. But it's, it's the same here. Like, you, you need to keep things. What we do can be kind of, can be kind of repetitive and kind of boring. Right. So we've got to remind people of the other things they can do. We're not just going out there selling mortgage protection, but we're selling mortgage protection. We're also asking questions and uncovering other sales and we're getting to IULs. We're getting into annuities. We're getting to referrals and you got to keep that going. Reassure the sheep by staying visible. Don't just disappear on your, on your, on your team. Don't be unreachable. Being unreachable is not great leadership. You need to be visible. Need to be visible. They need to be able to see you. And don't give problems time to fester. When I was in, in high school and college, I worked in the textile mill in the maintenance department. One of the things they taught us in the textile mill is when a fire breaks out, run to the fire. Run to the fire. Why? Because there's all these little filaments in the air, and if, and if, the, if it catches, that, that building could be, could be consumed in flames in minutes. If there's a fire, run to it. If there's a problem, uncover it. Clear it out. Get rid of it. Number five, the staff of direction, the fifth ancient secret, staff of direction. You, see, you think of a shepherd, you think of that, the staff, the crook, the crooked stick they use, the staff of direction. Know where you're going, get out in front and keep your flock on the move. Know where you're going, keep, get out in front and keep your flock on the move. If you are leading, they will follow. Nobody's following me, you're not leading. Uh, nobody's inspired by a leader that stands behind and pushes. <laughs> People are inspired. Listen, I was, I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, yeah, I, I'm, you know, uh, it was a leader. It was a leader. And, and they said, I'm not, you know, we've gotten list in their downline and they, and they were saying, Hey, you know, I'm not working the list as much as I should. None of us are. So take, give yourself a break. And I'm not calling this person out. They said, I'm just not, I'm not helping you build my business is what the comment was. I said, that's okay. I'm building my business. I'm building my business. If you're not helping me build yours, I'm still building my business. Does that make sense? Like from a leadership perspective, you don't wait on your people to come along. You lead and they will come along. I mean, it's, I, I see this every morning when I'm taking my kids to school. They are dragging their feet about getting out. And so I go out and crank the truck up, put my stuff in the truck, and I'm walking out the door. They come with me or they get left. When directing, use persuasion rather than coercion. Use persuasion rather than coercion. What's the difference between persuasion and coercion? Persuasion is getting somebody to do something for their own good. Coercion is, is getting somebody to do something, and it's ultimately going to hurt them. And oftentimes, using um, um, painful <laughs> consequences. <laughs> when I think of persuasion, I think of, you know, how um, I get my kids to eat their broccoli. When I think of coercion, I think of like the mob, right? Give your people freedom of movement, but make sure they know where the fence line is. Don't confuse boundaries with bridles. Give your people freedom of movement. This is how we do it. Give them, give them an outline. 
but, but don't dictate how they get something done. Give them that freedom to get it done. But this is, this is an outline. That's, I say a lot of times, and, and I, I do it when I'm teaching, um, uh, when I'm, when I'm teaching uh, recruiting. Uh, a lot of times people will say, I need a script. I, I don't operate well with scripts. Scripts feel confining to me. I don't like scripts. I, me personally, I like an outline and then I'll figure out how to get it done. You know, show me where I'm trying to go. Give me some basics of how to get there and then get the heck out of my way. Your people want that too. You, you don't put a bridle on them and lead them around. Give them an, an opportunity to, to do that for themselves. When your people get in trouble, go out and get them. When your people get in trouble, go and get them. Now, I've said to my kids, and I'm saying to you now, if you do something that steps out of my protection, I can't do anything about that. If I have a kid that goes out and murders somebody, I, I can't protect them. They, st they stepped out of my protection. They, they, they separated themselves from my umbrella. I had uh, agents uh, several years ago, I had a, had a manager that um, committed fraud, like 100 cases of fraud, <laughs> cutting and pasting signatures. Please don't do that. It's illegal. <laughs> and unfortunately, they got turned in. Now, I, I had an agent one time I saw, I'm going to tell you this, had an agent one time I saw that was holding, uh, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were transcribing a signature on an application, and I saw it, and I said, stop. You, you send that in, that's fraud. Go get the signature. Quit being lazy. Stopped them. They were getting in trouble, and I, I went and got them out. But what if he had already sent it in and gotten busted for fraud? Can't do it. I can't, I can't protect them now. That makes sense? See the difference? When you see, when you see that sheep going off into the ditch, <laughs> get them before they get into that ditch. Remind your people that failure isn't fatal. Make phone calls. You try. You fail. It is what it is. That's called life. It's not the end of the world when you made a phone call and didn't book an appointment. It's not the end of the world when you asked somebody for a list and they said no. It's not the end of the world when you get a chargeback on a case that you submitted. It's not the end of the world. Learn from it. Get better. Number six, the rod of correction. Shepherds, a lot of people think shepherds only carry the staff. They also carry this rod. The rod is for correction, baby. Protect. It's your job as a leader to stand in the gap and fight for your sheep. It's your job as a leader to stand in the gap and fight for your sheep. You, you, you need to hurt when they hurt. And you need to stand in the gap and help them get it fixed. Right? That's why I believe that we help our agents get business issued. New agent is a baby. They don't know how to get business issued. We help them get issued. We help them get paid. Correct. Approach discipline as a teaching opportunity. It's not a chance to abuse them. Not time to abuse them. It's, time, it's a teaching opportunity. Let's learn from this. Remember, failure isn't fatal. Inspect. Regularly inquire about your people's progress. I mean, in the book, he talks about how they use this rod to actually work through the sheep's fur, not fur, hair, whatever, wool, <laughs> to look for ticks and, and mites and all that sort of stuff. You got to inspect regularly what the people's progress is. It's, it's oftentimes little bad habits that will creep into an agent's activity that cost them and, and will cost them sales, cost them referrals, cost them clients, cost them agents. It's little stuff that you've got to be aware of and constantly inspect. You can't expect what you don't inspect. You can't expect what you don't inspect. That's why we track our numbers. That's why we have the activity tracker. That's why we have our activity books. We track our numbers so we can inspect what's going on. Number seven, the heart of the shepherd. 
It's an ancient secret, the heart of the shepherd. Great leadership is a lifestyle, not a technique. There's no leadership tricks. If it's not pure, it won't last. I, 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 one of the favorite questions I love to overhear people ask Heather is what's fits like at home? I see him, I see him on stage at conference. I see him on broadcasts. You know, we see, we, we hear him, we hear his voice. What is he, what is he really like? And Heather's like, pretty much what you see. I mean, it's not a lot different. Oftentimes when I get home, I've used up my words for the day. <laughs> I've talked a lot. And so I need about 30 minutes to kind of get my words back, but I am who I am. You should be who you should be. Be who you are. Leadership is a lifestyle. It's not a technique. It's just, it's just, it's something we do. It's not a trick. Okay. Every day you have to decide who's going to pay for your leadership, you or your people. I remember John Maxwell 20 years ago, first time I ever heard that said, somebody's going to pay for your leadership development. It's either you or your people. Never let it be your people. It's always you that pays the price for your leadership development. You are always the one who pays the price for getting you better. And if you don't pay that price, your people that are following you will pay the price for your poor leadership. Most of all, have a heart for your sheep. You know, um, a lot of you guys know me and know that I don't, I don't try to force any of my beliefs down your throat, political, religious, none of that stuff. I, I, it's, they're my beliefs. You have yours. I'm not trying to force you into anything. But I'll tell you, distinctly in my life, uh, our business took off in 2003. We grew 10 times in seven months, 10x in seven months. Uh, went from 20000 a month to 200000 a month in 2003. The last four months of the year, we made $200,000. We made 86 the first eight months of the year. That was a crazy breakthrough year. Here's some things that happened that year. We joined our church. We started tithing. And we really invested in praying for our agents. I just believe that if, if you have a problem with somebody in this world, pray for them. It's really hard to hate them when you're praying for them, right? I, Heather and I constantly pray for our agents. We cry for our agents. Why? Because we see where they can be and they're not there yet. And we feel the same frustration they feel. You got to have a heart for your sheep. I promise you, you can screw up a lot of things in this business. I'm case in point. Don't screw this one up. <laughs> they say love covers a multitude of sins. Listen, having a heart for your sheep, that's how you lead them. That's how you get to know them. That's how you move them forward. That's how you help them get where they want to go. That's it. All the scripts and all the videos and all of those stuff, that's nice. But have a heart for your sheep. Truly give a crap. Say it that way. You've got to care. Your life changes when you care for your people. And your business will change when you care for them. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org dot org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.